Okay. A big yeshikot, everybody. It's a big... To go into Shavuos with having learned the new Masechta, since, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Especially uh, Sota, because we... Uh, even though you might have thought, like, it's really about this terrible woman and what happens and she blows up, uh, but really it's about the Kedusha, the holiness of Klai Yisrael, and the... Uh, you know, keeping a certain moral environment. And so it's not a total shock the way uh, the Masechta finishes. It's not so much talking about Sota anymore, but we're talking about the high spiritual level that we were on. And somewhat it's sad because we have to realize that there, there were a point in history where we were on a very high level and we're no longer quite on that, uh, that level. That's why we don't have Sota anymore. So the Gemara lists a number of stages that have gone lost. Um, and like we said before, Mitzvah Mashiach will come. Will will uh, things will come back? But one of the things we said is we don't have people that have emuna anymore. People of faith, they're hard to find anymore. Pasku anshe emuna. They used to be that the Jewish people. There were a lot of people that were had strong faith uh, that you could rely on, and we that you don't find them like they they don't make them like they used to anymore. So what does this refer to? We're on the bottom. Uh, 48b, four lines from the bottom. Those are people that have faith in Hashem. They trust Hashem. I thought we all trust Hashem. So, Tanya, we learn. Uh, they used to have a bread basket. It's like a place where you keep your bread. When you get it, you put it in the basket. Uh, wherever some most people have a place at home where they keep their bread, wherever it is, the bread the bread box or whatever. So you have bread in your box, uh, and you have enough for today, and you say ma ochol amocher, but what am I going to eat tomorrow? So that's not having faith. Elamikatania That means you have little faith. You have enough for today. Why are you worried about tomorrow? It's really a metaphor. We all worry about tomorrow. The question is, how big the tomorrow is? Is it right away? Is it next week, next year? You know, the, the, uh, you go to these financial advisors. They want you to put away, well, you know, you might live to 100, and then uh, you have to have money put away, and they might raise the taxes, and you got to, like, you know, you got to have uh, no, no faith that Kosh Baruch who's taking care of you your whole life. He'll take care of you then as well. So anyway, I know Merlazer might exceed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, so... What's the special word for it? Um, yeah. Right, 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 right. So people of faith, as long as they have enough for today, I'm all set. Right? Why, if I worry about tomorrow, that means I'm lacking faith. But that we're not on that level anymore. We're told by Chazal that you can't just totally rely on Of course, we believe in that, but you have to do your part. So the truth is, that's, that's an important question. We find even with Yosef that he was in prison a long time and he sees an opportunity and he begs the, uh, uh, the butler, remember me, and he's faulted for overdoing it. You know, what is he, why is he begging him? He's, you know, the, so that's a whole discussion. When is there a reasonable amount of due diligence and when is there faith? That's a really a tough, yeah. Both. <laughs> right, right. Well, they made it already. Pass implies like it's you have enough to eat today. You're set for today. Um, 
in some ways, what it means is we waste today worrying about tomorrow. But I, I think if this is what you're... Basically, the same way they got the bread today, they'll get it tomorrow. So why am I worried about tomorrow? In other words, if they were growing it or they were making it. So, um, but I, it's, I think it's a much deeper question. What's the right amount of faith and the right amount of hishtadlis? Uh Meaning, when, when is it that we're supposed to do because we have to take care of ourselves and Hashem doesn't want us to rely on miracles? And when do we say, I trust Hashem, everything will be fine. You know, that's the... Uh, so, and how, uh, uh, this is similar to what Lazar said. He says, why is it that some righteous people will have a smaller table in the future? Uh, the future is described like a table, like we'll have a table in the world to come. Uh, and some people, they, they use up some of their table in this world. So what causes them to use up their table? Because they don't have faith in Hashem. Let's see Rashi. Um, let's do the earlier Rashi. Shami, uh, about seven lines up on the left side. That uh, they have faith in Hashem, then they give away their money, uh, for hitter mitzvah, for making mitzvahs beautiful, and tzedakah, and for Shabbos and Yantuf, um, and they don't worry about it. She is Bazu Shalom. But why is it some Sadiqim won't get a full reward? Kimi Baz Layom Haba Estid Kasim. The answer is Katnis Amuna. They don't have enough faith. So again, what's not what's having little faith and what's having lots of faith? But at any rate, back to the Gemara. Um Rava Omar, Ailey, he says no. That Pasik isn't talking about so one idea is you're supposed to have lots of faith. Now, it, it's not a contradiction. You have faith that it'll be okay, but you know that Hashem wants you to do your best. That's all. We have full faith, everything will be fine, but we know that Hashem wants us to try our hardest anyways. That's, that's the world he put us in. Rava says, no, this refers to something else. Ketane b'nei rishoy Yisrael. Bad people that lose their kids. People, the worst thing is people have trouble uh, with young children that uh, die and have sorrows. Shemibazim din aviham lasilavo. If people suffered in this world, uh, they had trouble with their children, they'll go to the, um, they won't have to face a strong judgment in the world to come. That's why they say, by the way, Holocaust survivors are going to go straight to, you know, straight to heaven. Like if they had, they had Gehenna in this world, so they, as long as they're still in the right place, they are like the highest, you know, highest level. Let's see Rashi. Shabbat Dinaviyam, Karin Dinaviyam. If, if people had trouble with their children, in this world, and uh, they, uh, even if their parents were not so good, and their parents would normally face a big Gehenna in the world to come, they'll get that Gehenna torn up. Because they'll say, that, you know, the, the, the um, uh, Rashi says, uh, I, I skipped the Rashi on the previous page, I should have done that. They died young. So, even wicked people that had Children that died young and had some suffering in this world, as we say, they, uh, that helps if people suffered in this world that their judgment would cut up. 
And what do you mean? They did wicked things. How are they going to get away with that? They're going to say, Well, what do you mean? They have to go to Gehenim in that world. They had it already over here. Why did you... Why, look at what they had to deal with over here. Um, Rashi, two lines to Latam. Uh, we got a lot of deep things, which I wish we had lots of time to go into. But Hakisa Shneim, you've weakened their teeth, blunted their teeth. Lama Havaltam, why did you make them have a Velas? Visartam and Tsar, Aleinu, but Mosenu, that their kids die. And, you, and, and while we were alive, you know, even if we did bad things, and, and the, the, there's punishment for that, but why did they have to go through this? So uh, they will, that will help them in their judgment in the world to come. Om Reb Eloi Bar Yevarecha, great name. I've never seen this name before. Reb Eloi Bar Yevarecha. It's almost like the, the sign of a blessing, the blessing of Hashem, right? That was his name. Uh, he says, um, why is it the Jews are all rich? You know, they, sometimes you run into converts that want to join us because if you join the club, you know, Jews are all rich, so I want to become a Jew, right? So he says that came from David Amelech. He said, if David Amelech hadn't davened for us, we would all be sellers of fat. The, the, the lowest job, the garbage men, basically, the lowest job, and the, they used to sell fat, and if you sold fat, your clothes would be schmutzy and your hands would be schmutzy, and um, so with Shinema, Shivsa Hashem Morulahem. David Davin, that uh, even though we're in Gullus, and uh, even though we face uh, on purpose, uh, we face certain challenges because we're not where we could be. But still, uh, Hashem allows us to be wealthy and have some degree of comfort. That came from David Amelot's Tvila. If he hadn't Davin for us, We'd be like all the other minorities that would be uh, in slums. And, you know, we have, there's no reason that Jews should do as well as they do. You know, we haven't been in this country that long. Other peoples have been here before. We face anti-Semitism. And yet somehow, let's see, Rashi Mokhar Revav. Revav who dover mias. Three lines from the top. Revav is something disgusting. Kigon chele v'shum and fat. It gets stuck in your clothes and it yuck. The only person who would take that job is somebody poor. Who wants to, you know, be dealing in fat? You know, it's a, you, sh- you know, you shake their heads and, ooh, you know, like they can't get the fat off. Om Rebbe Loi, another teaching. Same rabbi. Uh, if it wouldn't be for the davening of Kavakuk, many things that we have, it's because the people that came before us davened for us. I mean, just think about that. You know, the, our ancestors... Davin to Hashem, you know, that my children, that later on, they're going to need help. I want you to do this for them. We have it good because, or, or whatever it is we have, it's because they, they prayed. So Chabakah's Davin, that the Tamil Chachamim should have enough, um, uh, shouldn't be too poor. Otherwise, you'd have two Tamil Chachamim sharing one garment. Va'uskin b'Torah, and have to learn Torah. Shnei Hashem shemakah shemakah yiras and pola b'keir shnayim kayehu. Atikah b'keir shnayim el b'keir shnayim. That you'd have to share every. Basically, you'd have to share everything. You know, we don't have to share. You know, the I remember growing up, we the kids all used to have to share the same TV, and we always used to fight. You know, with the siblings like this one wanted this channel and that one wanted that. And when my parents reached a certain stage, they bought us each our own TV so we wouldn't fight. You know, as kids, like because they got tired of it. You know, it was always the, but uh, you have to have a certain wealth that, that that you don't have to share. So it had to be the original Tamil Chachamim. Imagine if we had to share. 
I think it was in Yemen where they all had one Gomorrah for like 10 kids, you know, and some people had to learn how to read upside down, you know, imagine like or sharing a Gomorrah, like I remember growing up, sometimes you would share a Gomorrah, like you'd have two people and one, very hard, very hard to learn. Oh, let's learn this together. You know, it's very hard. So we all have our own Gomorrahs. We all have our own chairs. We all have our own space, our own. So that's because of Kavakak. Amar Abiloibar, another thing. Two scholars, it's all for Shavuos over here. Two scholars that are going, but there, by the way, that it doesn't, doesn't mean what it sounds like, by the way. They're, they're traveling together. But Mahalka Mederech is more like they're going on a certain way. You know, we, we have to, everybody has to find their way. And, and one person's way. But if you share that, somebody else is going the same way. The Ein Bineim Direi Torah. And you don't share your Torah with them. Roy, you deserve to be burned with a fire. It's pretty strong. It says when Elisha and Eliyahu were learning together, the, there was like fire surrounding them, ha, ha, like ha, angels of fire surrounded them. And Taima de Ikadibor, it's because they shared their learning together. They talked to each other, Roy Lisbro. Sometimes people don't want to talk to each other. I don't know. They, you know, we have to sometimes push ourselves to, be, to uh, communicate with, with one another. Uh, another thing, live in the same city. And they don't, uh, it's a great word here, they don't, they don't like have, uh, they don't take comfort from each other's Torah. One of them's going to die young, and one's going to get kicked out. I would love to explain every pasuk we're going to do today, but we've got lots of psukim coming up, how the drusha works. Uh, but the concept is um, that uh, if, uh, if a person has Torah, um, we believe that you arrive at Torah by sharing it and, and, uh, and, um, uh, and seeing what other people say and getting their opinion and sharing your opinion. And that's how Torah is. Uh, my neshama and your neshama, it's, it's about learning together. So those were the sad things, by the way. You get in trouble. You don't share the Torah. You don't. He says if you learn Torah out of poverty, Hashem will hear your prayers. Some people say poverty means with lack of intelligence, meaning some people learn and it doesn't go in. It just does. I don't. I'm so confused. I don't get any of it. And so it means a Tamil that learns out of difficulty. Um, it, again, it can be difficulty because you don't have any money, or it could be difficulty because you don't have any Torah learned. Like, it just doesn't, you know, how do other people understand it? I have no idea. I didn't spend 20 years in Yeshiva. Like the, um, I'm like, you know, I, I'm jealous. Like, the, today, all the young people, they learn in Kolo a few years after they're married, and they have that luxury, and they get to fill their minds with, with Torah. Like, you know, the, I, you know, we didn't all have that many years that, that uh, we don't get to... Uh, so, but if you if you learn with what you have, your prayers will be heard. What does it say? Hashem will give you whatever you need. Revo says, not only do you get what you need, if you learn Torah out of poverty, again, either out of poverty of, of not having other things or not having uh, knowledge, uh, being difficult, you get to have the splendor of the Shekhinah. You'll be satisfied with the splendor of the Shekhinah. That, that's pretty good. That's the best you could get if you get Ziv Shekhinah. You'll be able to see your, your Shekhinah. Again, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be good to do these psukim, but 
Reb Achabachina Af ein Pargen It's interesting what he says. He says the door won't be closed in front of you. So I thought your prayer is heard. What does it mean the door won't be closed? So sometimes your prayer is heard, but that doesn't mean Hashem will do what you want. <laughs> you know, Hashem listens, I hear you, but so what, I hear you. I mean, that's the first step, that I hear you, but who says Hashem is going to do what you ask? So he says, no, the doors won't be closed. Uh, we go further in the mission. He said, from the day the base of Migdash was destroyed, it's like that each day has worse news. Each day is worse than the next. How do we know such a thing? Every day that we go without the Beis Hamigdosh, without having that added Kedusha, we're further away from the previous holiness. And so each day, we're, we're like, have less holiness in the world. In the morning, you say, I wish it was, uh, I can't wait for the night. At night, you say, I can't wait for the morning. So, hey, Boker, which morning do you want? If you say, I can't wait till tomorrow. Anyways, how do you know tomorrow will be better? Maybe tomorrow will be worse. You say, I can't wait for yesterday's morning. In other words, each day will be worse than the day before. So, if that's true, that uh, the world is less and less holy every day, so how does the world stay alive? So the answer is, There's two great things that we do that keep holiness in the world. One is the uva uh, That That's a great prayer that uh, we'll do the Rashi in a second. And the Yeheshmei Rabbah, when you say that Kaddish, that's the Kaddish on a that keeps the world alive. Let's see the Rashi on that. Kedusha de Sidra. Many people don't realize that's a very holy prayer, by the way. That, you know, we do that on, on uh, Ni'ila, right before the, on, on Yom Kippur as well. Let's try to find that Rashi, Kedusha. Right side, about two thirds. Yeah, there is, thank you. Kedusha de Sidra. Seder Kedusha. They added it to the davening that each Jew should have a little bit of Torah each day. And that they get a little bit of Torah. Since there's students, Hashem, the Talmud Torah. We have we have the we have kedushas Hashem and learning. Chavid v'kein yeheshmei rabbi misborek she'onin achar agada hadarshin dorish berabbi mikol shabbos having no yikach v'shamek matzim kol am people would come to the shir l'shmoyel lefish enu yom shemolacha because on Shabbos you're not working v'yeshkan Torah v'kedushas Hashem. Rashi's saying over here that there's two things we need in life. We need a kaddish kaddish kaddish. We need to sanctify Hashem's name. And we need the strength of Torah learning. And Kedusha de Sidra has both. And the Kaddish after Torah learning also has both. Those are the two things that uh, keep holiness in the world. It's, it's the davening where you say the Kaddish, you sanctify Hashem's name, and also the learning. And in that tefillah, in the Uvul you have both. And in the Kaddish after learning, you have both. Back to the Mark. Below Yerid Talab Racham and Paris. The dew wasn't working like it used to, and we all, we also the fruits don't taste as good after the base of English. 
we lost the real purity. Uh, and with that, things don't taste so good and they don't smell so good. When we no longer did the maestros bitu shuman dogen, the bread wasn't as good, it wasn't as fat, it wasn't as nourishing. Uh, he found a date. He found a really geschmack date, really good date. So shoko karka besuja. He picked it up and he put it in his hanky. You know, he put it in his. Uh, he said, "I'm going to keep this date. It's going to be make a really good, uh, enjoyable date." Asa Rabbi Bray, Rabbi, his son came. Uh, he sees his son, and now he had taken that for himself. But you know the way parents are; they want their kids to have it. So Amrle Muruchno Reicha the kind of the kid said, "Hmm, I smell a date." And by the way, he could have be. They used to wear those things on their head. I wonder if he put the date in his. Uh, his turban. It doesn't say where, where the turban It just says, it says he put it in his sudra. Sudra sometimes is the turban. That's about, it'd be funny if he had the date in his hat. They, there was a famous rabbi um, uh, in Cincinnati, Rabbi Lazar Silver, of blessed memory. And uh, the kashras was very bad in America in those days. And uh, so he, he, he just decided, I can't eat anywhere. So he would bring his food and he would keep it in his hat. And so he would be at a banquet, and he'd take off his... He, they had like a stovepipe hat, and he would take off his hat, and he had his food there. That was, the, that was where he kept it. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't like walk in with your food in your hands. So he would just pull off his hat. And So at any rate, so this guy had... This rabbi had the da- food the date in his hat. His son says, what is that? He said, well, we said the sense of smell comes from purity. So this is really a story. It says Mashiach will have a good sense of smell. Smell is a spiritual thing. It's a concept that besides what you see, there's an element that you can't see. That's a, there's a concept of smell. Not just the physical smell, it's a sense. Uh, and the tzaddikim are described with an intense sense of smell. So he said my... All of the carbonos are described as reyach Thank you, Dr. Yaffe. That's true. In other words, the, the, the offerings are described like they have a good smell. What does that mean? Oh, I didn't... You know, roasted meat, really yum. No, it means though, but it's a, it's again. It's, I think that I think that uh, the the idea of smell. So his son smelled it. And he said, "Oh, you're pure. I'll give it to you." Then the grandson came in. The son went and gave it to his son. The grandfather said, "I gave it to you, and then you weren't supposed to give it away to your grandkid." Uh, you make my heart happy, but you blunted my teeth. That's what people say. Fathers care about their kids. But your kid cares about his kid, but not about the, the grandfather. Rev Akabar Yaakov, Yaakov Barbrite. He raised his grandson. I don't know if his son died. But he raised his grandson. Kigado, when his grandson got older, Omerle Ashkimaya, bring me a drink. Omerle, Labrechan, I'm not your kid. I'm not obligated to honor you. Get your own drink. That's what people say. Rebbe, Rebbe, Bartek, Anna. My teacher, my teacher, I'm your grandson. Uh, kids have a mitzvah to honor their parents, but grandkids don't, uh, uh, it, does, it doesn't work that way necessarily. That they, you would think if your children honor you, your grandchildren would honor you. Um, the Gemari here seems to be saying a funny message here. I don't know exactly what it is about grandfathers and grandsons. I think it has to do with the generations. Uh, 
because uh, we started off with he didn't want his grandson to have the date, but he wanted his son to have the date. And then we finished with the grandson not showing respect to the father. Uh, again, I'd like to work on that, but, uh, but I don't have time. But I'm, I'm not sure what the... It doesn't sound like a holy message necessarily, or, or it's just telling us with each passing generation, it's not as strong. Meaning that, of course we love our grandchildren, but we love our... We're more, every generation that passes, we're further removed from things. That was my understanding why the Gemara went there over here. But it is true that grandchildren don't have to honor their... It, it, you have to honor your father, but it doesn't, you don't have, it's not the same mitzvah. Okay. Uh, let's see the Gemara. Poma show us They During the, uh, the Greeks, uh, the Romans, it seems to go back and forth, the Greeks and Romans, Rashi says, Bopolmas chayel, an army, that came Aspanyavis. I think that's Greek, Al Yushalayim, when they, they had a siege of Yushalayim and things were really. This is Vespasian. It's Vespasian, thank you. So when Vespasian. Um, I'll tell you why, because the Gemara is going to get into Greek soon, but it's okay. Uh, uh, Vespas- the Romans copied the Greeks. They, were, uh, they, they stole a lot of that. Uh, but uh, either way, when Vespasian. Aspanyavis says Vespasian, thank you. Uh, so things were really bad. Uh, people were starving. People were dying, um, and uh, it was not, it was a time to cut back on luxury, and it was a time to be remember the difficulties people were having. So Gozer al Kasanim. So they decided that we would celebrate our weddings a little less, and the crowns that the grooms wore they made less. Vala iris, and they also made a decree on um, on the iris. Uh, we'll, we'll explain what that is in the Gemara. But Palmas shall Titus, and then when the Titus was also the Romans, they made a decree on the crowns of the brides. And you shouldn't teach your children Goisha wisdom. Yavanis. Um, that's why it's interesting that it mentions Greek. It should say Roman, but it means that the Gentile uh, philosophy. But Palmas Achron on the final siege. Goisha they had special bridal things that the bride shouldn't go out in that period, besoka ir in the city. The rabbis permitted she take a kalab yotzeva period. They allowed it besoka ir. Again, we'll see in the Gemara. Uh, so again, we have three three kufas of trouble for Klal Yisrael and three different decrees made on the luxuries that the bride and the grooms did. When the great Rameir passed away, he knew how to explain things with a mushal. Mishemes ben Azai Boto Hashed Kanim. He learned all the time, so we didn't have people like that. Mishemes ben Zama Boto Hadarshanim. He knew how to darshan. Mishemes Rebbe Kiva Boto Kavara Torah. The respect for the Torah. Mishemes Rebbe Chanani ben Dusa Boto Anshein Maisa. People of good deeds. Mishemes Rebbe Yosi Katnusa. When Rebbe Yosi uh, passed away, Pasco Chasidim pious people. Why was he called the small? Shal Katnusa Shal Chasidim. So. Um, most people learned that he was the smallest of the, of the great people. There were many Hasidim pious people, and he was the smallest of them, yet he was very great. Other people say the Mishnah would not give somebody the nickname the smallest. Like, the, you know, you're the weakest of the pious people. It must mean something else. The splendor of wisdom. And also, um, yeah. Say that he was the last in the line, so um, in, in a period of very of, of piety, 
So if things were going down, this as when things went in history, so since he was the last of piety, he was called katan. But katan means small, doesn't it? Or less? So you're saying it means right, that less than what was before. He was the last of that whole. He was the whole last, and and things were becoming smaller. Misha Meish Rabbi Shmuel Ben Pavi Batuz Divakuna. He was the last great Kohen. Like the what a Kohen stands for. Once he died, it was not the same. Misha Meish Rebbe, Once Rebbe died, Batul Anav of Chet. Now the amazing thing was Rebbe was the was very wealthy, and he was the one that had uh, that recorded the Mishnah. And he was like one of the greatest leaders of all time. You wouldn't have said humility, but uh, we're going to see. He was from the most humble and, and the fear of sin. Once the Beis Amigdosh was destroyed, the scholars and the free people no longer, the, in other words, the good people couldn't lift up their head. And they hung their heads. And people of good deeds, who govern Bali's Roy and the bullies, who Bali Lushin, and uh, people of the tongue, the Ain Dorish, Vain Mivakish, and there's nobody seeking and searching out, the Ain Shul, and there's nobody asking, Almi Lanula Hashin, who can we rely on? What do we have left? Alavina Shabbat, we always have God. At least we have our Father in Heaven. Things are not what they were when we had the bait. We have to remember that when we hit Tisha B'av. You know, it wasn't just about the... Bu- there were many things that we had that are just not the same. Once the basically You had sages and you had scribes. Scribes had to know a little bit because they were like court reporters. They had to copy it. So he says the sages were downgraded to scribes. The scribes were downgraded to Chazina, like uh, just uh, the people that... Uh, uh, are running the courts, and the people that run the courts became like Amarazi, they went, basically everybody was downgraded. The Ainshol, the Mavakish, it's interesting also, the, the, it says nobody asks and nobody searches out. If nobody wants, nobody's like missing what it was. Like you should want to go back to those days, right? But nobody's trying to be better. Like, if people would be trying to be better, okay, you could deal with we don't have, but if, you, if people are shol and mevakish, then we'll get it. So, how in the world, what are we going to manage? Ami yesh lahashen, who can rely on avinu All we have is God. We used to have people we could go to for, to spiritually recharge, super holy people and people of good deeds and all kinds of things. Now, it's just dust and Hashem. You know, that's really, you know... We have some Tamirachachamim, we have some Sadiqim, we have, I don't mean to, every generation has what they need, but at the end of the day, he's saying that once, once the base of is destroyed, we, it's, we've got to find our relationship with Hashem. But it, Isn't it always in relationship to the, the, the Kufa right after the closing? I didn't understand it that way, but it could be. I, I know, I was thinking maybe it's more, it sounds like more trauma. Could initially. be, could be, could no. be, yeah. Now, this we certainly can relate to. In the, in the end of days, when we're getting ready for Mashiach to come, chutzpah yaski. There'll be a lot of chutzpah. There'll, it'll be like, there'll be a plague of chutzpah. It'll be like people will be arrogant. There'll be no humility. It's like people will be in your face. Rashi, be'ikvist the Mashiach, top line on the right side, besof hagalas, at the end of Nebius the Mashiach. Now, I hate to tell you, I shouldn't say hate to tell you, um, almost all of the, brill- the sages that we had feel that we're at the end of Gullus. 
The only problem is we don't know if the end means today, tomorrow, or next year, or uh, maybe the last hundred years. But we're definitely at the end of history. We're getting very close. So the fact that some of these things, they, um, so it says there'll be a lot of chutzpah. The yoker and prices will be very expensive. Uh, there'll be high inflation. Uh, uh, the yoker, yamir hagefen, the yoker yamir, and there'll be things will be high priced, crazy prices for things that doesn't make sense. How does people, you, you know, you buy a bottle of water, it costs a fortune, you know, the price for the uh, uh, rental guy. Now, the fruits will produce, but the wine will be expensive. Like, how do you understand? Why are things, prices going up? And government will be disrespectful. It'll be like you're supposed to respect these people, and they will turn into crazy. Some people felt the communists were the meanest, was like they won't be believers. Like, that was the. the You can't tell anybody anything. There are places, Bote Medrish. Or in places where people gather, yil is nus. Used to be people were embarrassed of nus. The prostitutes, like they had to go to a ruin to do it. Now they turn it into clubs, and it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's well known places. The hagalo yakrav and the Galilee will be yakrav agavan yasov will be destroyed. The ear ear, and the people that live on the borders will become homeless. Well, yichanu and nobody will favor them. The chachmas sofrim tesriyach and people won't be interested in. The wisdom, they won't be interested in wisdom. A year is hate, and people that fear sin, you must do. They, they say, oh, I'm not interested in that. You know, like to us, the most valuable thing is somebody that's afraid to do the wrong thing. They'll say, Don't be afraid, do it. You know, it's like, uh, uh, I have a safer uh, that has this title Truth will be hidden. It, you won't be able to find the truth so easily. You got to seek it out. Na'arim Mabinu, the young people will make fun of the old people. They they won't respect them. Can you believe it? They won't show respect for their elders? And the elders will stand up for the young people. Maybe that's the elders' fault because they you know uh, a child will diss his father, Ubas Bima, a daughter will disrespect her mother. a daughter-in-law wouldn't speak nicely to her mother-in-law. Uh, so people will fight with the members of their house. In the old days, like the families were so close. Read a lot of the uh, Holocaust um, stories. And the one thing that I saw was that they were so close with their families. I'm jealous of them. You know, like they, but just the way they grew up, that they were racks that like, I think we also are close, but we get separated. Kids live in different places and they, and they grow up. What? Oh, is that it? Okay. But the, the families were so... Talk to anybody of that generation. They, you know, they, they, would, they would do anything for their family. They were so... It was like so... Uh, but that's what he says. The people will fight with the members of their house. Pineha Dorb, the generation will look like the face of a dog. You have to know what that means. Haben in Mishmael, children won't be embarrassed from their father. I, I knew an, old, an older person that I remember in Florida. Uh, and I... Um, he was in his 80s. And I used to talk to him just as a, you know, it's a custom to talk to old people sometimes. And he used to tell me, like, he, would, he wouldn't do certain things today because he knows his parents wouldn't like it. He still felt like, you know, my, that's how he was raised. Like, my mother wouldn't want me to do certain things, you know. And so that was, like, strong. He was embarrassed. Kids won't be embarrassed if their parents, me, who can rely on Avinash If everything else goes wrong, we always have Hashem. 
The crowns that you can't use, believe it or not, they made a crown out of salt. It's an interesting thing to make a crown out of. Um, but apparently it was like translucent. They made it out of salt and they colored it. But if you make it out of myrtle or flowers, uh, roses, mutter. You can't make those crowns. The question was, these crowns that they discontinued, what was the decree? If you make it out of reeds, that's okay, but not fancy things. Levi says, you can't make any crowns. So again, it's a question on what types of crowns were forbidden. Was it only the fancy crowns? Or the simple crowns too. Bala Oris, what is this? so uh, you were all waiting to know what's Oris? Uh, so my Oris, Omar Abelazar, Tavla de Chad Puma. It's a musical instrument that they used to play at the weddings. It's a uh, it's a tambourine with one clapper. That's what it means. I don't know exactly what it was. Rabbi Barhuna Avile Libre Tanbura. He made a tanbura. Um, Rashi says it's like a tambourine, a a, a timbrel. Um, we could do the Rashi on that. I don't know if we're experts on musical instruments. On the right side, That's what they call it in French. Rashi is saying the old French word. It's interesting. Certain musical instrument names didn't change. Like, there was no reason for a different language to call it a different name. So it was the same word in French 2,000 years later as it was in the Gemara. Tanbur. And basically, it's like a tambourine. Rashi makes it sound like a drum. Like a sifter. And they, they tied on it pieces of metal and they stretched leather when it was dry. And then the leather would dry. And when you hit it with a stick, it makes like a noise. It has a very beautiful tone. And they know how to Hit it like maka akar It's like a, a beating kaseder ad shenishma kamin shir, and you could play a song on it. Sounds like some kind of drums, doesn't it? Not a tambourine, but uh, but at any rate. Uh, so they decreed uh, again certain forms of music's happiness we couldn't have. Omer loves a tabu the kadpun. Rabbi Baruna avilei lebrei tanbor. Us avua. His father went, uh, came to the wedding, and he smashed a tambourine. He says. We don't use those. The base mingshur is destroyed. Miklif tabla. Everybody's going to think it's the tabla. Zil avidle. If you want to make one that's kosher, make it apuma de chitzva or apuma de kapiza. You make it like on a jar lid or something. It's, you make a much more simple drum. But puma shotitis gozra atras kalos. They said on the veils of the brides, my atras. What is it exactly? Omer rabbi barchina. Omer rabbi yochan ir shows up. Not the veil. It was a golden piece of jewelry that covered the whole forehead. You know, imagine how expensive that would be to wear. They have today, they've tried to come up with modern pieces because they want to sell you something very expensive. Uh, but it's called the Golden, it was the city of Yushalayim, like a crown, like I think they call it a tiara that the women wore uh, of Yushalayim. This famous story, Rebbe Kiva's wife gave up all her wealth to marry Rebbe Kiva, and they were living in the straw, like with, they were very poor. And the, the straw would get in their hair. You don't want straw in your hair. So he used to pick out the straw from his wife's hair. And he told her, if, uh, you know, I, you know Hashem, when uh, things get better, I'll buy you, uh, you know, the gold crown, like that nobody else in the whole world could afford. He was saying, Hashem will pay you back with riches. And that's what happened. He eventually bought her the gold crown. What was that? Ear shows of the golden <coughs> crown of, of gold. But you can make her a, a kipa shomil. You can make her a shaito, not a shaito, a techol. You can make her a nice... Nice hat. She can't wear the crown, but she can wear the fancy hat. Silk hat. 
Tanya goes even with the grooms. We're equal, equal over here. We took away from the brides, we took away from the grooms. Some kind of gold uh, rolls or something. What is it? Gold strips. You can make it out of paper. And then you can do whatever you want. Instead of paper, you have gold, you have paper. Rashi explains it's a talus that was a beautiful, a certain color and it had gold. A little bit like Artalesim have those crowns on it with a metal attached, you know, like the, some people have really fancy um, crowns on top of their talus. And you shouldn't teach Greek. When there was a civil war between the sons of the Chashmanoim, Hurkanus was inside the city, Aristobulus was in, I'm sorry, Hurkanus was outside and Aristobulus was inside. Since there was a Jewish civil war, so the Jews outside wanted the Karbanas to be brought in the base of Mikdush. So the Jews inside would lower pots of gold, and the Jews outside would put in it an, an offerings for the, for the base of Mikdush. Malam Tamidim, Hayusham Zachin On the outside, there was an um, an a advisor who learned in the Goisha schools. At Bachakmas Yavanis, Omrulahan, he said, Kol Maj Osumbavod, if the Jews inside could bring the Karbanas, ain't Nimser Bayadim, you'll never defeat the city. So the next day, Shushim Dinarim, the Jews, like they did every day, dropped the gold pots of Kupa, and the Jews, fellow Jews, put a pig in there and didn't give them what to bring for the daily offering. This was a tragedy. That every day, the Tummid protects the whole world, and they couldn't bring it because the Jews were advised by Chachmis Yovanis to put a pig in there. When they were drawing the pig up, no, it's a part of. The pig stuck out its nail and stuck in the wall. It's really symbolic. Nizdaza Eretz Yisrael, the whole Eretz Yisrael shook 400 parses. Omer, or Adam Shigado Chazirim. Cursed is the person that raises pigs. Or Adam Cursed is the person that sends their, their kids to learn Greek wisdom. Things were so bad. You're supposed to bring the Omer from a close-by farm. They had to bring the Omer from the other side of Eretz Yisrael for Ganes Rifim. And the Shtei Alechem for Shavuos, they had to get Bebikas Ein Socher. Eini va'omer Rebbe Be'eretz Yisrael Lashen Sorsi Lama. Is it so bad to learn Greek wisdom? Um, somebody said, uh, they, um, he said to him, why is a person using a Ramis? That's Lashen Sorsi. Ela o Lashen Akodesh. Either you speak Hebrew or Lashen Yavanis, or you speak Greek. Greek was like a very good intellectual language. So he said, don't do this Aramis or whatever. Do either you stick to Lashon HaKodesh or you stick to, to the, the scientific language of Greek. So you see that people did learn Greek. Rabbi Yosef, Bavol, Lashon Arami. He said, Rabbi Yosef, why do you speak Lashon Arami? El Lashon HaKodesh, Lashon Parsi. He liked the Persian language or Lashon Yavonis. So the Gemara answered, Lashon Yavonis Lachud V'chachmas Yavonis Lachud. There was a wisdom of the Greek, like a language wisdom, and then there was the philosophy. So the language, that you could learn. The philosophy, forget it. Words are forbidden to learn the philosophy. They said by the Chorbin, Reb Gamliel said, he had a thousand members of his family. Chamesh meus lamdu Torah. Five hundred, half of them learned in yeshiva. The chamesh the other half went. They learned college. They went to Kachos Yivanis. 
And all 1,999 were killed in the Chorban. I'm the only one. There were stories like this in the Holocaust. Everybody, they were like one person out of their whole family of, I had, a, I had 70 cousins, or I had 60. You read that every day, in the, you know, and I'm the only one left. Uh, there was me over here and a, a grandson of my father's brother in Basha. So what do you see, though? You see that even great tzaddikim sent their kids to learn in the Kachmas uh, Yavanis. The decree not to learn it was for regular people. But people that had to deal with government, uh, they did have to learn it. Ditanya Misprakumi. If you have the Greek, the, if you have the Roman haircut, that's a pagan hairstyle, you shouldn't do it. They permitted a certain person to have a non Jewish ponytail. Why should the Because he hang around with the kings. In other words, certain allowances were made. In other words, even though certain things might not be good for everybody, if you live in the real world, sometimes you need to, uh, like some people, they're allowed to shave during the, you know, if they, you know, the, you have to know uh, if a person is doing something that's important, you should ask a shaila. But period, they took away. They uh, not the bride shouldn't go out that way, and then they permitted it mishum snusa because it was modest. Uh, if the brides were out in the open, people tended brides were made up, and we believed, and and people would like to look at beautiful brides, and so they allowed the period back because of modesty. The wisdom was sefer Torah. They 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 put away the sefer Torah because he was the sefer Torah. He knew how to give advice. It's a big wisdom to give advice. Only some people have that, that they know how to advise others. The, the knowing the, the strength of Torah and the wells of wisdom were like closed. The crown of wisdom. He was from the wealthy Torah. He, Rabbi Lezbenizar was fabulously wealthy and he used his wealth for Torah. Rashi Lezben, you would never know that, by the way. On the left side, he was rich. Can I mean a tracer alpha igle? Twelve thousand uh, cows were were a tenth of the animals that were born in his flocks every year. Reb Lozer ben Azariah, but he used his wisdom in his Torah. Like if you're fabulously wealthy, you can do amazing things with your wealth to support Torah. And once he died, we didn't have any rich billionaires like that. Misha Mais Rebchani Ben Dosa, but to Anche Mais, men of good deeds. Misha Mais Abba Yosi Ben Kanusa, but to Hasidim, pious people. Why was he called Abba Yosi Ben Kanusha? Shem Ektani Hasidim. He was from the, um, uh, the, the, even the smaller ones, or the last of them. Misha Mais Ben Azi, but to Shed Kondim, people that learned all the time. Misha Mais Zama, but to Darshanim. Misha Rebchani Ola Gabai. The, uh, the, the terrorists came up on the people, but Rebot Saras. Then the Saras. In other words, when he was alive, we were protected. And when he died, we had trouble. Misha Mais Rebbe Hukfutsaris. When Rebbe died, things doubled. They got doubly bad. That's hard to say, even imagine. Misha Mais Rebbe. When Rebbe died, we had no more real humility. He said, Don't list there that there's no more humble people. Because there's me. So some people say Anna was the name of a sage. Because it's hard to How can you be. How can you brag about being humble? Right, right. So there, there's a, uh, there's a story about this. So he say, don't say there's no more fear of sin. I fear sin. 
if you have time, like you can, like I said, these Gemara last few pages are um, just ethics. They're just like really good stuff. Okay, have a great day.